Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 17. I'm your host, Jeff Tharp. So a lot of you guys requested Jennifer Martin come back, including myself. I was one of them. Um, and we just heard amazing testimonies of breakthrough in people's lives, deliverance. Um, and so we said, you know what, let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, and so this episode is going to be all about how we begin to recognize and fight things in the spiritual realm and walking out personal deliverance. So this welcome my guest, founder of Contagious Love, Jennifer Martin. Hey. Hey, Jeff. Hey, so you've had a bit of a day leading up to this, some exciting things. Oh, I'm having a bit of a month. Yeah. And a year. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Busy. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So um you're yeah, you're doing a lot of really cool stuff right now. Um and we'll get to that a little bit later. So we're going to just I guess leave that as a teaser. Um but yeah, we I'm really excited about this episode. I think that was like the, the real thing that people highlighted in their feedback from the last episode was when we really got into talking about deliverance and not just showing obviously you showed a lot of testimonies from your revival meetings your tent tent revivals and and all that but but when we really got into the conversation about deliverance that's when i really you know i started to see a lot of people really gravitating towards that so i'm really excited about this episode because i consider you something of an expert just through doing um and learning the hard way, maybe, I don't know. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I said, like I said, last time it felt like God just picked me up out of one pond. Like I'm a fish swimming, you mm -hmm. know, in this world and put me in another pond and said, here you go. Here's a brand new pond. Now figure out how to swim in it. <laughs> and boy, um, did I ever. I bet. Yeah, absolutely. So yes. before we get going, um, and I think maybe you talked about this a little bit last time, or maybe it was in your interview with Steve. Was it very quickly after your conversion experience where you were like, whoa, actually I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm called to do this. I think this is, or was it, was that a long process of realizing, you know, this whole, you know, thing with deliverance? With deliverance? I never moved in deliverance till this year. Really? Yes. Maybe you said that last time, but I was yes. like thinking you were. It started at the revival, the tent revival in April, which is wow. still going. Yeah. And yeah, but when, when I answered the call to the Lord and just wanted to share the gospel with people, I didn't know if I felt called or not. I just wanted to share my experience and my testimony of what mm -hmm. I encountered with others. And I jumped on planes and went on mission trips and just everything I could do. Um, but I would say it was a long process of really getting to the place where I gave my full yes and my full surrender mm -hmm. of discovering God's voice for myself. And what was he really saying to me? Yeah. And for me, I, I would say it was like a tossing to and fro, which I think it probably is for a lot of people. Yeah. Like you think you're called and then you're not sure. And then you think you're called to this certain thing. And then you feel like it gets flipped around and then you're not sure again. And then you're Sometimes you feel like you're starting over, like mm. you went towards one direction, it mm. crashed and burned, you know, and then you start mm. over and all those things are okay. So I would say many years for me to really uh, figure out who I am, mm. you know. And was it a process in that to not be afraid of demons, for example? Was that a process as well? Uh, 
don't know that I was ever afraid of demons. Mm. I kind of just have a lot of faith, probably mm. super offensive to a lot of people. Like I just believe, I just completely believe. I believe in the power of God. Yeah. Um, even going over overseas to Africa and things like that, people are like, you need to be careful, you know, witchcraft and all these things, mm -hmm. and they'll put curses on you. And I was just like, well, if God's sending me somewhere, then I just I just believe he's going to protect me. Yeah. So I kind of just had maybe some childlike faith, mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was a lot the same way too. You know, like when I went to India, that's when I really started to see people manifest. Um, mm -hmm. And I was just, um, it just righteous indignation rose up, you know, where it was just like seeing these people, you know, tormented by demons. It made me, angry that that was the case you know and and so mm -hmm. we saw a lot of people get delivered which was great i didn't know what i was doing um and so this is going to mm -hmm. be just as beneficial for me as it is for everybody else so um right. you had um in preparation of this you had a conversation with an 18 year old who uh, she had had a horrific childhood and been delivered so maybe you can set that up a little bit about who this this girl is and and all that yeah, I met, um, and we have a few stories about teenagers going through freedom, but I met her actually when she came up for an altar call, um, and it was an altar call for young people to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to encounter God, and we had called them forward at the tent, and they're all lined up from the youngest to, you know, age 18, 19, and the power of God is touching these kids. And we walked through us and some of our team members and just laid hands on these kids and the Holy Spirit was touching them mm -hmm. and encountering them individually as he wanted to. So some were crying, some were laughing, some fell out in the power, which is really incredible when you see kids touch to that degree mm -hmm. and they're laying out on the ground and they're weeping, they're crying, they're getting freedom. Um, some started praying in the Holy Spirit and they got their prayer language, which is so beautiful to see, mm -hmm. too, because, you know, you can't you can't teach a child how to pray in the Holy Ghost. They'll right. just stare at you and say, what is yeah. that? I don't even <laughs> That's understand. weird. Yeah. I mean, they've heard me pray in tongues before and they're like, what are you even doing? You yeah. know, like they don't understand that. So it's not like they're just doing it. So mm -hmm. I knew it was supernatural what was happening. And some of the kids were getting delivered of deep trauma, like wailing mm. pain coming out yeah. of them to the point where like, when you heard it, you knew this was real. This child is really getting healed of something. Yeah. And one, it happened for like 10, 15 minutes continues to well. Mm. Well, while all this is going on, I had, I looked over and I saw this one young girl, she's 18 years old, the one we're talking about. And I saw her face and something in my heart left. And I said, oh my goodness, she needs freedom. And I just run over there and I just grab her. And when I grabbed her, it was like the Holy Spirit because I mean, I wasn't being forceful or anything like that. I just like put my hands on her head and the Holy Ghost hit her and she falls to the ground and immediately uh, demonic manifestations begin to come. Wow. And I said, okay, so here's what we're doing. So I'm on, so I'm just on the ground with her now. I'm laying hands on her and I'm just like, leave her, leave her. And I'm just telling the demons to leave her. Some of them said, no, we're not going to leave. You know, others said other things. We've had mm -hmm. her a long time, you know, oh, which is no. what demons will typically say, especially when they've been on someone since their youth or even since birth. 
if it's generational open doors, you know, curses that weren't repented of from the parents and their bloodline. And so they're leaving one by one. They're leaving. She's getting free. She's getting mm. free. And I just stay there until, until she's at the point where it's like, she's free. She comes back to herself. I know it's her speaking now and not demons speaking at me. Mm. And then I pray for them to be filled with the Holy spirit and God fills them with the Holy spirit. And then she got so drunk in the Holy spirit is the only term I can use. <laughs> You know how the Bible talks about don't be filled with wine, mm -hmm. but be filled with the spirit. Yeah. So we just say drunk with in the spirit, but you could say filled with the spirit. But mm -hmm. I mean, she was overflowing, like my cup yeah. overflows, like David said. Yeah. Like this is literally, she was having a real joy filled for a long time after mm. that glory shining on her face. She started singing Aww. songs and she was up on wow. the stage and she was just singing and it was beautiful. Wow. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and also I was thinking to, to add to that scriptural reference in acts when they were like at Pentecost, when they were like, these guys are drunk and they're like, you know, Peter's like, I assure you were not, you know? So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's great. Right. He um, said, this is that it's yeah. what Joel prophesied that the yeah. Holy spirit would be poured out on all flesh. Mm -hmm. That means the Holy spirit supposed to be poured out on our bodies, not just in our spirit, but that our bodies would experience the filling of the Holy Ghost. Mm, awesome. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So we have a couple of questions and you sort of, I think you, you asked her these questions and so you just mm -hmm. recorded her responses, correct? Yes. Okay, great. So I'll ask the first question. This has to do with youth, spiritual warfare and deliverance. Mm -hmm. And it says, it asks if you were going to start teaching believers, especially young believers, how to fight, how to wage war in the spiritual realm, where would you start? Mm-hmm. So I asked her this question and I was really, um, it, I was really surprised and just taken back by her answer. And what she said to me is that first they need to be at the end of themselves. Mm. Like you're done trying to be free. You're done mm. trying to live your life, how you want to live your life and trying to run it your own way. And you realize your way doesn't work anymore. You have to come to the end of yourself and just be ready to really be completely free of the bondage that you're under. Mm. So there's this place of like surrender. And I've seen this with people, not just her, but other young people that have received deliverance from demons, as well as adults that have received deliverance from demons. I've seen them come and throw themselves at the altar. Wow. And just, you can see like this person is desperate and there's people that they drove, you know, 10, 15, 17 hours to come to the revival for one night. And I'm like, I don't even think I'm that hungry. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like these people are desperate for freedom yeah. and they come and they meet God. The Lord is ready to meet them. Their hunger pulls on heaven. So there's something about hunger. There's something about desperation where you're just like, I am going to meet God or that's it. You know, it has to happen now. Mm. And then she um, continued to say, and this was really interesting. She continued to tell me, like, they need to know that they're safe. Mm. Like, you are safe with God. And God's not going to hurt you. He's not going to harm mm. you. That when you come forward and you're just like, God, I need you. Touch me. You mm. know, like, God loves you. He wants you free. He's not waiting for you to come and answer an altar call so that he can wrestle with you or make it hard for you to be free. He, mm. 
the Lord paid the price, the highest price for you to be free through his blood. Yeah. And if the father is going to allow his son to go through that much suffering to set us free from the power of sin, the power of death, the power of curses, then our job is to like yield to that place of understanding God wants me free. Like, it's not just, I want to be free. Mm -hmm. God wants me free. Can you imagine if we would think like that a little more? Yeah. (laughs) Instead of like, banging at the throne, like, God, hear me, hear me, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's how we think like God's not listening. God doesn't hear me. And that's not mm-hmm. true. He's waiting to respond to you. He's waiting there for you. So know that mm-hmm. you're safe in God's heart and his arms mm-hmm. and he's not going to hurt you. You know, mm-hmm. he gave up his own son. He's not going to hurt you friends. Yeah. So come to him. Um, and then the last thing she said to the answer to that question was they need to trust who Jesus is. And his power to set them free and not their own, mm. which I thought was an incredible answer as well, coming from yeah. an 18 year old. Yeah. Like you need to know that God has power to set you free. You're not mm. going to set yourself free, but he will. Wow. Wow. And I just, man, I know that there are people watching this who've had really, really horrific childhoods and never mm. got healing. They, you know, they've held on to it who are watching this right now. So guys stay, keep watching. Like God's going to set you free. Like Mm -hmm. this is a beautiful, exciting thing. So yeah, we want to pray for you at the end of this broadcast and God's going to set you guys free. Mm, Amen. Amen. Yeah. So do you find this is the case? I mean, did you get any other answers or do you have any other, I mean, I know you, you talked to this girl. Um, have you talked to anyone else about any other young people about this or maybe other stories might come to mind as well? Yeah, I would ask people because I've never gone through a demonic deliverance myself. Mm. Um, I have been set free of things. Mm -hmm. I just never had a a manifestation of something speaking out of me or whatever. Mm. But, um, I asked another girl, I was like, what is going on with you when you're getting freedom? And this was a young girl. She's probably like 18 or 19 as well. Mm -hmm. And she said during the deliverance, she knew that she had to completely yield to Jesus. Wow. She said she knew that she could choose how far she yielded. Wow. And I thought this was interesting. Yeah. She said, I knew I could do like 25%. I could do 50%. I could do 75% or I could yield to him a hundred percent and be completely free Yeah, because she went through a two hour deliverance Wow! of spirit after spirit manifesting, manifesting, manifesting. And I was literally at the, at the end of that at two hours when it was like 1 AM at the tent sitting in the hay, I was literally like every demon that popped up. I was like, please let this be the the last demon. So I'm not always like just having a great time, guys. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like tired. Yeah. But I want to tell you something. I will never be too tired to see somebody completely set free. Oh, man, that's so so good. It's going to happen. But I was like, please let this be the last one. So I was like saying, okay, who's this? You know, and then it would either be another demon pop up or finally we got to the end. It was her speaking. So Mm. that's when I interviewed her and I was like, what was going on? Cause I don't even understand that side of it. Like, Mm. where are you? Are you blacked out? Did you float to heaven? Yeah. Like, where did you go? And she said, it's like the Lord came and got her. She said she could feel the Holy spirit pulling her like back to him. 
and like yielding to him. And then she said, it was like, you let the demons go out in the front. Hmm. And she said, I don't know how to explain it other than that. So, so was she aware of, of what was happening? She like was what was aware being... she could hear, she could, she could literally even be in control of it if she wanted to. That's mm. what she was telling me. Like she could not yield and not let them release like yeah. the demons, like she could have stopped it. She could have controlled it and they would have gone down and she would have went home with those demons. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it may have been you or it was somebody else where there's people that manifested and then ultimately decided, no, I want, I want them. Cause it was a security thing. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. Yeah. Some people won't let go. They don't want to be free or mm. they don't believe they can be free. Man. Mm -hmm. so that's wild. Well, this is this next question is a great segue. It says, um, um, uh, let's see, how do I want to word this? Because it has my, well, I'll just say it. Jeff had also mentioned that many young people are blind in the spirit realm or apathetic towards it. How would they begin to recognize things in the spirit? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so I asked this to her and she said, they really need to witness the power of God. Mm -hmm. Like you need to take your kids somewhere. You need to take your teenagers somewhere where the power of God is moving and don't think it's going to make them afraid or, you know, like they can't handle it or it'll terrify them if they see demons manifest. Mm -hmm. um, they need to see deliverance. They mm -hmm. need to see miracles they need to see the power of God move so that they can see how real it is. And the reason they need to see that is because if they don't believe and if they've been questioning God in their life, like we had an atheist teen witness a deliverance and because he saw the deliverance power, he understood, okay, God is real. Come on. You know, and it made him question his life. He went home and repented of his sin. Oh man. Got baptized in a hot tub. <laughs> to get water baptized because that's all they had available with filled up water at the time. I mean, he probably would have filled up the tub if he had to do that. And people do that too. Yeah. But yeah. And he like literally got off his video games that he was addicted to. So we're talking mm. like real transformation. It shook him to the core enough where he was like, I got to get real. I got to get real with God. Yeah. So if these teens, parents and teenagers, if you're listening right now, and if you've never experienced the power of God, you need to go somewhere that you will experience it. There mm -hmm. are many ministries moving in the power of God. So if your church isn't seeing the power of God, you don't have to leave your church, but at least go somewhere where you yeah. can experience what God is doing. That's good. Um, yeah. And I mean, that will change your life. Like when you see it, when you experience it, and when you feel God, like mm. you feel the power and the glory of God, mm. like they could feel his power moving. Um and you know what? If you've never felt his power, guys, you can ask him. It's okay to ask God to reveal his power to you. Maybe you've never experienced it. You've never felt it. Just say, God, I've never seen you. I've never felt you. I want to feel you right now. I want to feel the Holy Spirit. Mm. And when they feel his glory and his power, like that begins to change you because his power is light. Mm. And when the power of God fills your body, Whatever's not of him, whatever's not healthy for you, those things will start to loosen their grip off your life. And you'll see how you're, you start becoming transformed into his light 
into his mm. life, into who he is, yeah. because you're letting that fill you. So you mm. start becoming like that. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. And even in those meetings, when you see, when you see healings or even deliverance, you feel it. Like if you're not, even if you're not a part of it, like you feel God's presence. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. heavy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Very heavy glory realm, especially before those miracles start happening. Like the glory will just come really strong and then we'll see like miracles begin to manifest, Mm. you know? So alongside the deliverance, we had a lot of miracles happening at the same time, even Mm. Like right at the same time, we're taking miracle testimonies and people are getting delivered over here. The same exact moments. So yeah, it's really wild. So, um, I had a question about, Mm -hmm. um, because you'd mentioned the, the young guy who was addicted to video games and he walked away from it. So the question I had was, is, um, and hopefully this makes sense. Um, is deliverance a, a fast track to, to healing or being delivered from an addiction or because I see I've heard dozens and dozens of stories of people just saying I used to be addicted to whatever. And through, you know, through discipline, I realized that my issue was discipline or self-control. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, they went to AA or they went to someplace to get delivered from pornography or or to walk out, um, you know, moving in a different direction. So what would you say to that is, is the preferred way of deliverance or is it just however God chooses to move? I think if they're yielded and saying, God, whatever I need, give it to me, that, that that would happen if they may not be ready for deliverance yet. Maybe there's some issues they need to walk through in the mm-hmm. word, in their soul, in their way they believe, whatever, you know, there's a lot of steps to fullness that might be different for each person of exactly what they need in that moment. Mm. Some people in order to go to the place where they're ready to be delivered need an encounter with love. Yeah. You know, like if they don't know how much God loves them, they're never going to fall into his arms to let them free. Like going to that answer where she said they need to know they're safe. Mm -hmm. You know, so if they, if they don't know how much God loves them and they don't encounter that love, I don't think those things will necessarily let them go right there in that moment. Yeah. Um, but also God's love for them might just bring them to that moment and give them the opportunity to be made free, mm. you know, but um, it's different for every person. You know, some people might just need a family that helps walk them into the healing that they've been alone or they've been abused or they've been rejected you know, mm-hmm. and they, they find a group of people that just show them love. And somehow that starts mending those broken fragments of who they are. And those things start healing back together. And then they get to a place and then they're delivered of things and they don't even know when it happened. Wow. Like rejection has left them and they didn't have mm-hmm. to have demons scream out. Like it lost its grip. Wow. You know, that can happen too. And I feel the annoying all over that right now. Yeah. Like, people don't realize that you can get healing through so many ways. Yeah. You know, like whatever your needs are, let God meet those needs. Maybe it's deliverance, but maybe the deliverance comes in a way that you don't know. 
mm-hmm. and we hyper spiritualize everything, but some things are not hyper spiritualized. Yeah. It's like common things. Maybe you just need to go hang out with some friends. Maybe you need to go eat with friends more. Maybe mm. you need to be around people and maybe all that isolation and depression and rejection will just automatically leave you because you fulfilled the need that you yeah, need. That's really good. You know, that's really good. Mm-hmm. So um, if I'm understanding you correctly, you don't have to manifest demon in order to be for something. No, absolutely not. Right. Don't always look for manifestations. For example, here's a story before we move on. Yeah. Um, this girl, she's not a she's not a young person, but she's a young mother. And she comes to the revival and she needs freedom from anxiety. Mm. Well, she knows it's a spirit because we're praying for her and she's shaking. Uh-huh. Like like fear and anxiety. And I'm telling it to leave. I'm telling it to leave. I'm breaking the things, but she continues shaking. So I'm like, Lord, I don't know what else to do here. No. And no demon screamed out of her. Nothing spoke to me. But we did all the things we were supposed to do. We prayed all the things we were supposed to pray. So that was it. You know, and I just spoke over her. I spoke the Holy Spirit over her. And then that's all we could do. And then we gave her some practical, just, just encouragement in her life. Like it's okay to not feel like you have it all together. Like just Mm -hmm. some common things that need to be told to people. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be broken. It's okay for it to feel crazy. It's okay to feel like you're losing it. It's okay to be a mom and feel like you're a perfect mom, but you might be a good enough mom. Mm -hmm. And like, these are okay to have these thoughts of, you know, you don't have to be perfect. So I'm telling her these things and encouraging her so anyway, she messages a week later and she says, I want you to know, ever since you prayed for me, I've had no anxiety, all my stress left. I'm enjoying my children and wow. we're having a wonderful life now. Oh like goodness. everything has changed. And I'm, so I'm going, oh my goodness, you mean that worked? It's like <laughs> we saw no deliverance. We yeah. saw nothing. She's literally shaking the whole time we're praying and then didn't even look peaceful when we got done talking to her. And so God was showing me, okay, she got delivered because we believed when we spoke and we prayed the things that were supposed to be prayed and said, we broke all the curses. We did all the things. Mm -hmm. So by faith, you have to move forward knowing that what needed to happen happened, Mm -hmm. but we didn't see the manifestation of that fruit until later. Mm -hmm. So that's really encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. For people that are praying for people and you're not seeing anything happen, your words are causing it to happen. Trust that what you're praying, decreeing is happening. Mm, that's really good. Cause I had a question in here was like, what if, what if somebody surrenders, you know, like I think it was the first point, just fully surrender and that you can, you know, know that you're safe. And so somebody's like, okay, I'm there, I'm there, you know? Um, and they're whatever they're dealing with, they're like, I know this needs to leave, but they don't see anything happen. And sometimes from what I'm gathering, what you're saying is sometimes we can work out in our mind, kind of a picturesque version of what that would look like. Mm-hmm. And so really ultimately what you're saying is to, when that process has gone through, somebody prayed for you and you didn't shake or you didn't manifest in right. a certain way, or you didn't cough or you didn't sneeze or whatever. Um, that, that does not mean that you weren't delivered. And that ultimately, would you say you just, if somebody's struggling with doubt with that, to just take it to the Lord and, and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to them, yeah, you might, eh, this area over here is a little, still a little, or, or no, you're fine. Right. So in that you would say, cause this is kind of moving to one of the topics we have about like, how do you know if you need deliverance or, yeah. you know, how do you know it's gone? How do you know if you broke the cycle? 
you'd have to look at the fruits like ongoingly of your life. And also remember the Bible tells us resist the devil and he will flee. So just because you got deliverance doesn't even mean that he may not try to tempt you or test you again. So it's super important that you realize, even though the stronghold of it may have released you because you prayed, you broke your curses, you forgave everyone, you know, all the things we talked about on the last session um, with Jeff that when they interviewed us and we went over details about deliverance, um, you've probably done all the things and you're like, well, why did this happen? Why did I struggle with this thought? You know, things like that. Well, the enemy might try to come back and test you, but that doesn't mean you don't get to choose to have victory over the enemy. So good. Because ultimately, do you choose what you're doing with your life? Yes, you do. Ultimately, if you choose to sin, no one held a gun to your head. No one demanded you to sin. So I'm I'm stripping people of the excuses of the devil made me do it. Yeah. The devil may have tempted you to do it, but ultimately you chose to listen to him and then do what he's suggesting. Mm. So you can also, you can get deliverance from those strongholds and break the cycles. They're talking about like, how do I know I got free? Well, even if he tries to test you and tempt you, you can resist him. And when you continually resist the devil, I am telling you right now, he will get bored of you. (laughs) He will get bored. He will leave because he realizes the games he played with you aren't working anymore. So he'll find someone else to go play games with. Mm -hmm. Because it's not going to be you, friend, because you've already, you've you've wised up. You Mm -hmm. understand the spirit realm. You understand how it works. And then you resist and Mm -hmm. you don't give in to the temptations of the enemy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in terms of resisting to the point that, that the enemy gets bored, um, mm-hmm. what are some ways that you would recommend for people? I think mean, it's kind of a no brainer, but for some people, you know, they might be new Christians or just mm-hmm. don't know anything about it. What would you recommend to people? Hey, do this and this, I would recommend these things in order to ensure that you're able to weather the storm. Mm-hmm. Knowing the word is super important. You know mm-hmm. that we're going to say that you need to know the word so that when things come up, when trials come up, the Holy spirit quickens you with the word and you replace these tempting thoughts with the word of God. So you might find yourself stuck in like, okay, maybe your thought is you're critical in your mind or you have fear. Maybe you worry and your mind goes through the what ifs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you'll catch yourself when you're doing the what if and replace it and say, no, I'm not going to do the what ifs today. The Bible says, you know, take no thought for your life. Mm -hmm. right? That God knows about the flowers and the birds. And if he takes care of them, are you not much more of value than, than they are? Mm -hmm. So you replace the thought and then it might come right back. Okay. But what if, what if, and then you do it again? No, I'm not going to do the, what if God says, take no thought for my life. So this is how I overcame in my mind. So I'm going to help a few people with that. Oh yeah. It's not one and done guys. It's not like you, you conquer it one time and mm. that's it. You, you've got to consistently fight and resist the enemy until you come to a place where you've completely replaced your thinking pattern. And then one day, I promise you one day, that cycle will be broken. You won't have that fear anymore. You won't have that anxiety anymore. You won't have that critical thought pattern anymore. 
all of a sudden you realize you literally feel faith and you feel peace mm. and you feel the joy and you feel the things of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And those are now your thoughts. Mm. And then you have the mind of Christ and the thoughts Absolutely. of Christ. And I'm a testimony of this. Okay. Mm. So this is how I practiced it in my own life. I just practice boxing those thoughts until eventually they left. Mm. So you weaken them and then they stop. Mm. There will be a day, I promise. Yeah, that is so good because that's how I beat anxiety, or at mm-hmm. least the Lord, you know. But it was through it was through scripture memorization. It was through saying the same verse over and over and over again, that's it. and being like, "No." And so, I mean, I've talked about this on the show before. People are very familiar with it by now. And so, you saying that it's further confirmation. Anybody who's still sitting there and being like, "Oh, but maybe somebody else has a better idea." just quote scripture. And, and for me, it was always this moment of like, God, my flesh wants to believe this lie. Every fiber of my flesh wants to believe this lie, but I'm choosing to declare this, this is what you said. And I'm holding on to that, you know? Right. And, and I got like an image, you said, box it, you know, until it leaves. And I got the image of a boxing match. It's like, if you're watching a boxing match, <laughs> the guy, true. the opponent doesn't come up and hit the guy once and he blocks and he goes, oh, he blocked it. So I'm going to walk away, you know, um, right. blow after blow after blow. And and so he's going to try and test your guard. He's going to try and, you know, yeah. and so I just tried to, you know, get a scripture for every possible angle that the enemy was attacking me. I was like, okay, that was a blind spot. Okay. What does the word say? Okay. I'm going to write this down in a post. I'm going to put on my mirror, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's right. awesome. I love right. it. And yeah. it's like a lot of people get discouraged because the warfare keeps coming. Yeah. The, the thing they're trying to overcome keeps coming. Yeah. You know, that's just how it is guys for everybody. Mm. It's going to keep coming at you mm. until you get strong enough. You're going to build your spiritual muscles. You're going to overcome it through every practice of the word, through every time you stand, you're getting stronger. So it's not being wasted. Your time's not being wasted. Your struggle's not being wasted. The fight's not being wasted. Let me tell you something. When you come out on the other side of this, you're going to have so much authority and understanding and quickening by the Holy Ghost uh, how to not only do it yourself when there's another challenge, but how to help other people do the same thing. Oh, man. You know, and we can stay defeated and beat up and then never use our voice to help anyone else. I did it, guys. I did it. Mm. I stayed hidden because I couldn't overcome. I couldn't overcome. I'm not worthy to minister. I'm not worthy to preach, you know, for 10 years because I had to overcome uh, critical thinking and um, anger, anger issues. Okay. Being short tempered, Mm -hmm. quick fuse, you know, and um, so many people struggle with that, but we don't have to struggle with that. If we let the fruit of the spirit really fill us, guys, we can be free. Amen. You don't have to struggle the rest of your life. Amen. I'm free. I'm a testimony of that. Yeah. You can be free too. Yeah. Oh man, that's so good. I'm getting so excited because people are like totally going to get set free because of this. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm like tearing up. This don't is don't give up. So like yeah. the discouragement, you know, that's what I was going to say is like you get discouraged because you're having to do it over and over, and you keep thinking, oh, I'm failing, I'm mm-hmm. failing, 
No, that's just the devil telling you that. Mm. He's telling you, oh, look at you. You got tempted again. Look, you had a bad thought again. Look, you're afraid again. Look, you're offended again. Look, you know, you're criticizing again. Look, you're angry again. You yelled again. Yeah. This is the devil's tactic to get you to put your guard down, mm -hmm. to make you stop swinging back so that you'll just yield into it and be like, I guess I'm defeated. I guess I'm an angry person. I guess I'm just a critical thinker. I yeah. guess that's just who I, he wants you to accept it. Don't you dare do it. Don't mm. you dare do it. You get right back up and you punch him in the face. Yeah, Amen. man. With <laughs> the word of God. So good. Oh, I love it, man. I'm like, oh, just like, just feel the Lord. I'm on day 10 of a 10 day fast. So I'm like oh. extra, just like in the zone. Amen. It's <laughs> so, a good season to be yeah, fasting. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like, we couldn't have planned it. It was like Halloween, Reformation day, and then now election day. I was like, Okay. You know, right. Like, yeah. So there's been a lot of, a lot of duking it out in the spirit with my wife and myself. It's great. Amen. Um, but something else that I, just to encourage people, if you're, if you're maybe something that I always pray, I always pray this because we can always improve in areas. We can always become more and more and more like Jesus is just in, in Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24, which is search me God and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so I always pray that and just say like, God, is there an area I need to work on where I missed the mark yesterday? You know, and if you need to find some other scriptures to help you so that you can quote, man, like it makes all the difference. It's so good. So amen. Yeah. Yeah. So and don't fight alone, you know, find people yeah. that um, can stand with you, you know, call up your friend, call up your family members, call up somebody in your church that can just pray with you on the phone. And you realize you don't have to struggle alone. You've got somebody in your corner. When you're out there boxing, there is always somebody in your corner cheering you on. Even yeah. if you don't think they're there, they want to be there for you. Yeah. So don't think like, I can't show weakness. You know what? It takes a strong person and a humble person to show weakness. Mm. So don't, don't, don't back up and be afraid to look weak. You know, mm. just humility is beautiful. Call mm. your friend. Don't fight alone. Let them pray for you. Let them encourage you. Let them cheer you on and it'll break those assignments. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So just to recap, I got three points. If somebody wants to write these down. So know the word. The warfare will keep coming until the enemy gets bored. And don't fight alone. So those are the three that I caught. And those are all really good ones. So, Amen. Yeah. And you know, the, the things that I overcame, they don't come back and tempt me and test me. Mm. See, because I overcame them. Yeah. So, there, so I want you to know, guys, there, that you can overcome. Mm. And I made that point before. So even though it keeps coming and coming, there is a time that that season will end. And you will go for the rest of your life without fighting those things, the cycles that you were in for 20 years. Yeah, okay. So, so hear my voice. Mm -hmm. You will get free. Mm -hmm. There is hope. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And Jesus Christ wants you to be free. And you're going to make it, friend. Yeah. Amen. You're going to make it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, okay. So um, I want to ask this question because I want people to hear the response of this girl. Uh, it said, how would you encourage young people who see things in the spirit, but don't know how to fight them? Don't know how to fight them. Yeah. Point. Four. Oh yeah. Right here. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what she suggested is going to other people that are mature in the spirit that have gone through things that know deliverance. They know the power of God. They know the word. They've walked through things in their life. You know, that this is why young people, they need the wisdom of the older generation because they have learned through walking through these experience how to overcome and they can train them. So get some adults around you, young people, or if you're older and you need to help with fighting, like I just said, get some people around you. Don't fight alone. Get the people guarding you up, holding up your arms telling you what you can do in those moments to strengthen yourself. And sometimes just having that person there, knowing that you're walking through something gives you strength. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. Just knowing they're there and you tell them I'm going through this. It does something supernaturally in the spirit. It brings an automatic unity, which brings an automatic increase in the anointing and the freedom and the breakthrough power. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like the scripture says, one can put a thousand angels to flight, but two can put 10,000 angels to flight. So it's powerful when you have Mm. another person. Mm. That's great. Yeah. And Uh, also she said, like, she said, do um, what works for you. Like do what helps you to break through, you know, what, what does, what helps you friend? Think about your own personal life. Think about the trials you've gone through before the times you were fighting temptation before the times that you were stepping through things and you finally felt like you got breakthrough. What helped you to get breakthrough? What worked for you before? Like did, did was it watching teachings on YouTube like this? What, is it watching interviews? Is it listening to other people's testimonies? Is it calling up a friend on the phone? Is it going to meet someone for coffee and talking and praying together? What helps you get strong and do those things? Hmm. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Amen. So this is sort of shifting because I just want to give enough time for you to be able to pray for people as you know, you feel led, but um, let's see, I'm just looking through some of my questions here to make sure I hit all of them. Um, uh, one that is kind of interesting um, is I've noticed a lot of young people getting into witchcraft and mm. new age uh, people, my age, people younger. Um, and Some of it I can notice as a lack of God's power operating within a lot of churches. Uh, But what would you say to that as your observation? Yeah, absolutely. They, they know as they're created by God, that there is a connection they should be having with God. Mm. Um, And they're just connecting to the spirit realm. They're connecting to, you know, spirits thinking a lot of them think it's good things like spirit guides because they'll invite, you know, these spirit guides to help them in their life and they seem to help them. They seem to give them some kind of direction or show them things. And so then they feel like they're actually connecting to the spirit realm because they're getting direction. Things, good things might be happening in their life that these spirit guides or their angels are doing. But we know that those are demons who will actually use situations to make the person think they're helping them to get them hooked in. And then before it's too late, you know, then they start destroying their life once Mm -hmm. they've given that open door over to them. 
So um, the young people are turning to this because uh, it's their, this generation, I believe is really anointed and called by God to move in such a deliverance anointing to Amen. deal with evil that I feel like they were actually born and created within them. They have like this DNA to be really discerning, uh, connect in the spirit realm. And so what's mm -hmm. happening is a lot of these young people are doing that. So they're turning to the spirit realm because they don't see any other answers. They don't mm -hmm. see the power of God. They don't see God moving in their little church that meets for what an hour. They do like 15 minutes of songs and then they <sighs> take the offering and then they do a 20 minute little sermon from the pastor. And it's all about just how to have a happy, good, peaceful life. And, you know, there's no deliverance at the altar after, mm -hmm. you know, there's like a dismissal prayer, yeah. like God be with you, go in peace, you know, and yeah. there's no encountering God. They're not yeah. encountering him. They're only encountering the pastor and the musicians and they're encountering each other, you know, face to face, mm -hmm. but they're not given that space to actually connect with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, and, and what's, it, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. That's just what we need. We need yeah. that space. When I can, I can speak from my own experience when I was in high school, um, which was, you know, a couple of years ago now, um, but I was in youth group and my, um, some of my friends were, um, they had gotten together and had a prayer, prayer time. It was just the three of them and God's spirit just, I mean, just boom. And they were speaking in tongues and they were you know, like all this stuff. Mm. And it was, they were like, it was so amazing. They were like coming to me, they were crying. And that was not something that was taught in our church. And mm -hmm. it was like a no, no. And so they went to my youth pastor at the time. And he said, and I quote, he said, uh, I would strongly encourage you guys not to worship alone like that. And I remember thinking, and I was a baby Christian at the time. And I was like, well, that's weird. That doesn't make any sense at all. You know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I totally agree with you that, you know, this younger generation is meant to operate in those signs that you were talking about to in deliverance yeah. and healing. And that was evidence of that, that sparked it just like God immediately, they got together, they wanted to worship God and all of a sudden, boom, he showed up. And I think mm -hmm. that sometimes a lot of Western pastors, especially are afraid of allowing the Holy Spirit to take over um, because it means, oh, well, you know, we don't get to do the potluck at 12 o'clock or we don't, I don't know. You know? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. Once God starts moving and delivering people, you could be there for hours. Until one something in the yeah. morning like you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But is it yeah. about God's kingdom or your kingdom? Amen. You know, you got to make the choice there. So. Amen. Amen. You know, you might have to lay down your life, but it's worth it in the in the end, friends. It's mm -hmm. it's really worth it that, you know, maybe this life wasn't all the conveniences. My life could be way easier, you know, if I didn't do ministry. It could be way more predictable. It could be all the things. Mm -hmm. I could rest more, you know. Yeah. But uh, I decided to give my heart to the Lord. I mm -hmm. just said, you know, he's worthy. He set me free, set mm -hmm. me free from drug use. He forgave me my sin. And I told him, I said, you can have the rest of my life, whatever that looks like, whatever you want it to be, you can have it. And I know you guys have said the same thing. If you're watching this video, you're hungry, you want him, you, you want all that God has for you. And you can step into the things that you think are never going to happen. You can, mm -hmm. you can step into everything you want to do. If you will 
put your heart into it and just yield to the Lord. He mm. will put favor on you. He will open the doors that you mm. need open. It may not be easy. Guys, it's not easy, but you can't quit just because it's not easy. Mm. You can't stop fighting just because the enemy is not like laying over and surrendering and hanging the white flag. Mm. You've you got to keep going. Is it worth it in the end? It's worth it. Amen. For the reward on the other side, when he looks at us and says, well done, yeah. good and faithful servant. And that's what you need to fight for. That's so good. And you get to live forever for millions of years, knowing that you did everything you could do and that you worked as hard as you could and you gave mm. it all. Mm. That's what I want to feel like. Mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Okay. So this last point is, is really interesting and I'm I'm really looking forward to it is, Walking through self-deliverance. So how to, you know, how do people walk through personal deliverance mm -hmm. and what, it, what is that? So you're saying Jennifer through this, that, that you don't necessarily need someone else there. You can actually be delivered personally. You can. Okay. We've seen some people do that. I've taught them that it might be challenging for them if it goes into full manifestation because then they're like having to <laughs> wrestle while they're getting delivered and like yeah. make and, and and pushing those demons out you know yeah. they have to expel the demons but um if you do the steps that you're supposed to do um to shut the open doors and take away the access the devils had to you they have to they have to let go mm. They have to. There's no other option. Mm. So it's very simple. Mm. You have to repent of your sin. You have to, part of that repenting of sin is you have to forgive. Mm. You have to let go. You have to let go of all of the things that you've got stored up in your heart and your mind of what people owe you, what God owes you, what yourself owes you, just whatever. You've got to forgive. You've got to let go. You've got to completely come to the place where you humble yourself completely. And it's like you let go of entitlement of what you deserve, what you're worthy of, what God should do for you, what people should do for you. You just got to stop. You got to stop it all. You got to let everything go and say, you know what? I don't care. I don't have rights. I don't have whatever entitlement, you know, and just let everything go. Get to that place where you're like, okay, let your pride down, you know, and just give it up to the Lord. Um, God uses brokenness. He uses broken vessels, you know, so just let everything break and let everything go. And, uh, Take authority over your generational curses. Break every generational curse on your bloodline. It is that simple. If you say that you break them, they are broken. You ask God to forgive the sins of everyone in your bloodline that committed sins. Every open door that opened up access to a devil or to an attack. You just ask God to forgive it. He forgives it. He cleanses the bloodline through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's that simple. That's all I say. And demons start letting go of people. Um, you don't have to know what the root is. You just say, I break it at the root. You don't have to know the specific name of the spirit that needs to come out of the person. You just command every demon that it's, that is there to leave. And if you'll do that by faith, you'll see them let go. You don't have to get detailed. I've seen deliverance ministers get detailed. I'm not saying that doesn't work. I've done it some myself but you don't have to. 
If you have faith to know that your words work, they work. Mm. Um, trying to keep it simple so that you guys can just take a note and you guys yeah. can keep this. And breaking word curses that have been spoken over you by your family members or by others is very important because sometimes from the parents, they speak word curses over people, over their children, and then that becomes bondage and an open door for the enemy to attack them. Mm. So you take care of those things. And that's pretty much it, guys. When you take care of those things and you break them, then you can command every demon that has come through any of these open doors has to let me go mm. now in Jesus' name. Leave. You just tell it to leave. And you might start having manifestation. Some people do. Some people don't. Either way, the demons have to go period. You don't have to believe the demons didn't leave because you didn't cough or because you didn't hear a voice speak through you or something, you know, just believe that the word of God is enough. It's the word that is your authority. And that is what causes the deliverance. It's your words. Mm. I hope that helps some people. Oh, I know it did. Yeah. yeah so, um, repent, forgive, let go, let go of what you deserve. Um, entitlement. God uses our brokenness. He uses broken vessels is what you said. Mm -hmm. Break every ge generational curse in the bloodline, cleanse it in the blood of Jesus. Um, and then you also don't have no, you don't have to know the root, just break it and then break word curses as mm -hmm. well. Did I get everything? Yeah. Okay. I think that's Great. good. And of course, if the Holy Spirit shows you something specifically, just lean into the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will show you things that you forgot and it comes up in your mind mm -hmm. that maybe there's certain things he wants you to repent or renounce, like even things you spoke, break your own word curses. So that goes mm -hmm. in with the word curses. Don't forget about the ones you did, mm. you know, any sin you did, any words you spoke, any agreement you made with lies of the enemy. So follow the Holy Spirit. He might reveal things that you need to specifically say. So trust mm -hmm. him in that. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's things in like something that I've noticed is like with the Enneagram, I had some friends that are really into it. And I was like, this seems really weird because it like the way that it, it lays out who you are, it tells you all of your negative things, too. So I've like my friend was speaking word curses over himself because mm -hmm. he was like, oh, no, I'm a whatever. There's like all these numbers. I'm a five or whatever. And I mm -hmm. do this. And that's what I, I tend to do. I was like what are you doing that is like bro that's not who you yeah. are like you're a new mm -hmm. creation in christ man you know and so um i think that there's things that we i mean i'll ask it as a question are there things that we say speak over ourselves that we don't realize are word curses absolutely mm. everything you say is going to happen mm. period whether it's good or bad mm. You need to be very careful. If I've ever learned anything about the power of words, it's been since I realized that my words could cast out demons, yeah. that when I told them what to do, they did it. Mm. I realized, okay, words are really powerful. Amen. We have authority. So I've been teaching that to my children. Um, be careful what you say, not to instill fear, but it is true. I just say, make sure you are watching what you say. What you say happens because we're created in God's image. <laughs> Guys, hello, you're a living being. You're mm. a spirit. Okay. 
So you're created in God's image. And when God speaks his words, they happen, right? Amen. Isaiah yeah. 55 says, whatever God speaks, mm -hmm. he sends forth his word to accomplish what he desires to achieve the purpose for which he sent it. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 55, 11. He sends forth his word. Okay. That's out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. So you're sending your word out of your mouth and you think it's not going to accomplish things when we're doing it in the same way and fashion that God does. Mm -hmm. And we're created in his image. So that means mm -hmm. people don't understand this. They don't believe it. They don't believe mm -hmm. their words are this strong. Oh, I just yeah. say that. Oh, it's just a joke. Yeah. It's just supposed to be a joke. It's mm -hmm. just sarcasm. It's just all these things. But that's what the enemy has said. Oh, it's just that. It's just that. Yep. Nope. Your words happen. They will happen. If, um, for example, there's a lady that's told her children her whole life, I'm tired of hearing you. I'm tired of hearing you. I'm mm -hmm. tired of hearing this. Oh, I know a lot of you say it. I used to say it. I had to ask God. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired yeah. of hearing it. I don't want to hear anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're saying, I don't want to hear anymore. Think about what you're saying. This lady later on in her life lost her hearing. Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> I've heard stories of people repenting of certain things like that and them getting healed. Wow. So we need to wake up. Oh, you're too spiritual. Well, it's just how it is, guys. Yeah. It's just truth. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you 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 went there with like the words have power. Um mm -hmm. because I I mentioned this on one of our first shows, but there have been even scientific studies, guys, about the power of our words. Like the, they did like one with like forming of ice crystals and they spoke were life, life affirming words and then spoke, you know, negative words over it as the ice was freezing and that you guys can look this up and the ice crystals formed in different ways, depending on what they said, they did it with plants as well. I think they did it with something else too. So there's the scientific proof that our words have power. You guys, <laughs> like it's like, so like when people are like, Oh, you know, they just always speak negatively about everything. Um, mm -hmm. And it just, it brings, it even will bring you down where you're just like, man, like that's ugh, like, um, and so, yeah, I'm so glad you, you went there. Absolutely. So yeah. just ask God to forgive you for everything you said that didn't line mm. up with his will, mm. renounce it, yeah. break the power of it, and then replace it with blessing and begin to speak mm. blessing, bless your children, bless your spouse, bless everything, mm. be blessing, watch your words. Mm. you'll see everything change yeah. Amen. amen yeah well this has been great but i really want you to actually pray for people now however you feel led i want you to just go for it let's Jennifer. use the power of our words you guys yeah, ready amen <laughs> let's watch how it happens right now yeah amen so father thank we just you. thank you so much for this time thank you lord for this broadcast Thank you for every person, Lord, and your presence is already on them. They feel you. You've already done so much, Lord, imparting to them, teaching them, giving them your counsel and your wisdom. So, Lord, right now, I just want to ask Holy Spirit that you begin to just pour over each one listening to us right now. In Jesus' name, we speak the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit over you to break every yoke that has been around you, whether it's been a yoke of generational curses whether it's been a yoke of word curses that you've spoken or others have spoken, we just speak right now forgiveness over these sins, forgiveness over these word curses. I release forgiveness to you. And I have authority to do that according to the word of God that says whoever's sins you forgive are forgiven of them. 
So, Lord, we forgive them. We forgive them now of their sins. We forgive them where they have spoken things over their lives or their children or their friends or spouses or anything in their life where they did not realize, God, that they were creating their world. And God, we just ask right now for mercy and we break every negative word. We break every generational curse now at the root in Jesus name. And we just command right now the blessing of God to come forth and replace all of these curses and these things and these negative words and release now that blessing God where they're blessed when they rise up, when they lay down, when they come in, when they go out, when they go to work, when they go to church, when they go to have fun, when they go, whatever they're doing, we just speak the blessing of God over you right now in Jesus name. And every demonic spirit that has been attached to active curses in your life, they have to leave you right now because we broke those curses. Mm -hmm. So we speak now, and I want you to agree with me, friend, as I'm praying for you. I speak now to every demon spirit that has been active over your life, and I command the demons that have been connected to those curses that we just broke to leave your life and let you go in Jesus' name. Every demonic voice every demonic thought pattern, every demonic curse. We break it now. We command it to leave you and lift off of you. I command every effect of it to come out of your bodies. Everywhere there is sickness, everywhere there is demonic patterns, we command those to stop now in Jesus' name and come off of you right now. And where your soul has been affected by those things, we now release healing in Jesus' name. We command you to become whole, shalom, complete, nothing missing and nothing broken. Be filled with the Holy Ghost right now, friend. Let the fire of God come on you from your head to the soles of your feet and fill every empty place in you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. God bless you, Jennifer Martin. This is great. Bless oh, you, man. Jeff, and all you're doing. Yeah, man, I feel the, yes. I feel the glory right now. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, I mean, I so. get fired up. So like this happens when I'm preaching and ministering. Yeah. Most people that follow me know, but I get fired up when I start talking about the Lord and my yeah. face goes red and yeah. <laughs> I figured that's what it was. Yeah. I could see it start to happen. So, oh yeah, I get so excited about God, y'all. I just, I mean, I feel His yeah. glory start rushing through mm. me. Yeah. So, God yeah. bless you guys. Please tell us what's been happening. Tell us, you know, and and tell us what happened as we were praying. We want to yeah. hear from you guys. Please, please do. Yes. So, you're very active on social media. I so, am. how? What are some ways that people can follow you and and uh, your adventures? Yeah, I go live every Thursday on Facebook. So go to Jennifer Martin CLI and that's my user handle for all of the things, hmm. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube guys, Jennifer Martin CLI, even TikTok. If you want to jump on TikTok. Um, yeah. Our website is contagious love, intl.com. If you want to know where events are and things like that and traveling, doing revival services everywhere, going to Pennsylvania this weekend, Michigan, the weekend after that, a lot of things going on. So um, not the week after that, the two weeks after that. Mm. Um, yeah, God is moving powerfully. Just got back from South Carolina. He's continuing to deliver people. 
set people free, fill them with the Holy Ghost, kids getting saved. I mean, we're just witnessing the power of God. So mm -hmm. if you're in Pennsylvania or Michigan or Virginia next year, starting in January, I'll be there. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, oh, you also have um, a, you got obviously a book, Awaken the Dark Horse Prophet. I do. Which, which is great. A lot of people, I think, bought it last time we, I, we all this is in the link into the description, guys. Yeah, get that yeah. book, guys. And I have a book about the youth coming out soon, so be watching for that. Come on. Amen. Very soon, right? Yeah, very yeah. soon. Um, all right, get excited, everybody. <laughs> well, thank you again, Jennifer. This was so good. So. Thank you, too, Jeff. God bless yeah. you. Yeah, thanks. You, too. Um, all right, everybody, that is our show. Be blessed walking in freedom in Jesus' name. All right, God bless. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.